Do you have me time built into your day? If not, you may want to add that in right now. This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 389, Deep Sleep, Daily Habits, and Vibrant Health with Shivani Gupta. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My guest today is disrupting the health and wellness industry by bridging the gap between ancient and modern medicine. She is the founder of Fusionary Formulas, has extensive training in Ayurveda, and a deep passion for incorporating simple and effective principles in our everyday lives. And now here is my interview with Shivani Gupta. Now, you were on this podcast about three years ago, so it's been a while. So let's just start off with what have you been up to in the last few years? Well, I have been continuing to grow my supplement company and be out there teaching and speaking. Um, I've been writing a book that's not out yet. And last year during this time period that we've been having, I, um, I created a program where I get to lead people through six weeks of immersing them in Ayurveda and how we can really rebuild their health from the ground up. Excellent. That's a lot of fun stuff right there. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into some of this conversation around immunity and Ayurveda, because I know that, you know, obviously with a pandemic in the world in the last, you know, a little over a year now, uh, there's a lot of conversation that I think needs to, to happen around health and around our, our ability to, to boost our own immunity and, and to be the best we can be. So let's just start off with, I guess, your philosophy and what you think is a good approach to begin that conversation in terms of, of having a stronger immunity. Sure. So I think we all have the opportunity to have vibrant health and vibrant immunity every single day. And that's made up of a lot of little choices. It's the choices around, do we move? Do we eat fresh foods? Do we eat homemade foods? Are we incorporating variety of nutrition and considering the quality of the food that we're buying? Are we incorporating herbs and superfoods and super spices into our life that can have a profound impact on our health? Um, are we valuing sleep? Are we valuing reducing inflammation and really supporting the immune system from the ground up? So I look at it as like a whole circle approach and not to put pressure on us on a daily basis, but really calibrating every single week to what we are doing so that we feel vibrant. And then we can be pretty fearless in terms of going out there and living our best, healthiest life. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot to be said about that that whole circle approach. I like that philosophy of kind of tackling health from every direction. Uh, so let's let's go to the sleep angle. And this is one that you wanted to discuss today and one that I think is obviously with the 5A Miracle Podcast, people tend to want to sleep well and wake up early and make the day you know the best they could be. What do you think is really the kind of some of the core foundations around sleep that really give people the best chance to, to wake up and feel refreshed? Well, nowadays, a lot of people imagine sleep to be something that you just, you know, you get four hours or six hours or seven hours and you're fine. And most people I talk to say, yeah, I sleep fine. But what I have found fascinating is when you put metrics to your sleep, you get a whole different perspective and picture. 
So I have people who I work with wear either the Aura ring, it's O-U-R-A, it's a really cool ring that you can wear that gives you a lot of data on your sleep. Um, there's also the Fitbit, there's the Apple Watch, but there's devices nowadays that allow you to measure your sleep. And when you take that snapshot picture of it, you get a whole different world of information. And a lot of people do sleep fine, but they wake up tired, they wake up exhausted, they wake up feeling like they aren't refreshed. And so my intention is always to show people from Ayurveda, from a circadian rhythm perspective, from a evening self-care rituals perspective, from a really um, a reverence of sleep perspective, we can really turn around the quality of our sleep. We can take natural sleep support that works. We can take deep sleep tea and different approaches. So I want people to get the most profound, incredible, healing, detoxing sleep that reduces inflammation, you know, supports the immune system because you cleared out and detoxed. And then you wake up so refreshed and like rock star ready to go. Yeah, I love that approach. I mean, that's I, one thing I've said for years in this show is I like the idea of bouncing out of bed with enthusiasm because I feel like that's how I felt for a long time. And I've had seasons in my life where that wasn't true. I think having, having kids now, that definitely changes things a little bit. Uh, but I want to go back to this idea of metrics you just mentioned. What do you think is important for us to be monitoring when it comes to our sleep to, I guess, recognize where we're not getting the best sleep? Well, if you could measure your sleep, you'll understand, it'll show you graphically that you are in light sleep states versus deep sleep versus REM sleep states. So it's so important that we are dropping into the deep sleep states and getting that healing sleep. Um, and so sometimes on my aura ring, I'll see, see that I got four hours of light sleep. I didn't get much deep sleep or much REM sleep. And my ring will warn me and say, hey, take it easy tomorrow. Don't work out too hard don't lift too heavy, or I'll just take that awareness and watch what I eat. Because sometimes certain days you're tired and you're going to consistently reach for sugar and caffeine and crutches to help you get through the day. But if you know that, hey, my sleep wasn't great, you'll just make different choices and then support yourself to get better sleep the next night. So what kinds of, of foods or, or drinks or teas you mentioned earlier do you think would be most beneficial if you want to kind of you know, have that nutritional foundation to sleep better? Well, one big rule I have is stop eating before three hours before bedtime. And so I tell everyone, if you're going to sleep by 10, which according to circadian rhythm, sleeping around 10 is really ideal because 10 to two is when the body is doing the most detoxing. In Ayurveda, we teach a concept called pitta. So we call that the pitta time of the schedule. So if you can stop eating dinner by about seven, then the body has had time to digest that food, process it, and you're going to bed with a clean stomach. But that does mean giving up all those evening snacks and those late night snacks that mm -hmm. people like. So if you can switch that out for a tea, that would be beneficial. Like I, in my supplement company, I developed a tea called Deep Sleep Tea that had all these Ayurvedic herbs in it um, or any bedtime tea like a chamomile. But that ritual of having something before bed that helps you sleep will retrain the brain on that timing. And that's what I'm trying to do for people is, is build really set schedules around sleep, honoring sleep. And that alone, building the schedule will lead to better sleep. Yeah. In terms of that, do you have any specific types of evening routines or ways that you kind of wind the day down? I know that's one aspect that I, I tend to realize over time is like the biggest issue that I have personally is that I tend to kind of do too much late at night or that sort of thing. So do you have a way that you like to end the day well? 
For sure. So um, I have built like a pretty, a, a beautiful rhythm, I would call it. You can call it a strict schedule or a beautiful rhythm, either <laughs> way. <laughs> um, I like to reword things so they sound better. But I end the day with us, you know, seven o'clock. By seven o'clock, we're done with dinner. And then if I have anything last minute that I need to wrap up, seven to eight is that time. If it's homework with the kids, if it's, you know, last minute phone calls, projects, or something around the house or packing, you know, for the next day. By eight o'clock, I want all of us to head upstairs. The children get to take their showers for bed, but I want to start my evening self-care rituals. And from Ayurveda, I teach, you know, a special type of series of evening self-care rituals that you can do. That includes dry brushing, which moves the lymphatic system of the body. There's something called abhyang massage, where you are massaging the body with sesame oil and really tuning in and, and grounding yourself after a long day. There's just taking a, a hot shower. That alone can be a great reset button from the day that helps you transition from day to night and really relaxes all your muscles. Um, I think part of this is we're so used to working and being on our phones right until bedtime. And we're so used to just transitioning from day to night by just changing our clothes. But what if we could instead build in some rituals like a hot shower or a hot Epsom salt bath? That indicates to our mind and our bodies, hey, it's time to relax. It's time to ease from the day into the evening. And that leads to beautiful quality sleep. Yeah, certainly. I know that part of that, I mean, it sounds like you've been pretty intentional about saying you're going to end your work day and have a cutoff to be able to say now it's a different kind of, you know, rhythm in the day. I think for a lot of people, especially those who are, you know, high achievers or busy people, we don't tend to have that off button to really end the work day. But I like the fact that you've, you know, you have these specific habits to say, you know, now, now they're in the evening hours. There's a different set of activities that happen here that then let me then make that shift into sleep. For sure. I set that hard line because as an entrepreneur, I get email and pings and DMs and social media and speaking requests 24 hours a day. Like I'll wake up and, and then I have to deal with everything that came in through the night. Um, but because I've set guardrails around sleep very deliberately, people know that after 10, really after nine, I'm not responding and I'm not available. And I've learned that as an entrepreneur, if I take that laptop to bed and I work that last hour, all I'm going to have is disrupted sleep. Mm. And so that's why I've started taking, you know, my, my support. I take deep sleep tea. I take deep sleep formula. I put on my aura ring. I'm in bed on a heating pad, but I will not work or connect to work because I can see very clearly in those metrics, the days I do that, I get horrible sleep. Then my whole next day is less productive. As an entrepreneur, I'm not as focused, not as on fire and ready to go. My workouts are less effective. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, 
Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So I consider that guardrail my best investment in the next day's productivity. Yeah, certainly. Um, you mentioned the heating pad. I'm also curious as to, do you have a specific way that you set up your bedroom so that sleep is more you know, more likely? I know that one thing my wife and I invested in years ago was some some blackout drapes or just ways to really make, make the room as ready as possible. Do you have other things set up like that to make sure that the actual environment is ready for sleep? For sure. I think blackout curtains and anything to mitigate sound is important. So whether you keep, you know, earplugs by your bed or I've always had like a sound machine. So if it's like, you know, thunder and lightning, then I can block that out with white noise. Um, right on my bedside table, I keep everything ready for sleep. So whether it's essential oils for sleep, um, my teas for sleep, my sleep aids, whether it's deep sleep formula or I'll even keep some of my stuff for my immune system by my bed. So if I'm falling asleep and I think, gosh, I'm not feeling perfect, you know, what should I take? I can take a probiotic or I can take my vitamin C. I keep a lot of things ready. Um, and the heating pad is just another cue. It's an easy way to kind of ease tired muscles. As entrepreneurs, a lot of us are seated all day long. And so it's just a way to kind of have the body relax because you're heating it up, warming it up and comforting it before you go to bed. So in terms of overall immunity, obviously sleep is one of the most important aspects. What else do you focus on to make sure that you stay healthy as possible? So for me, movement is big. I think in the pandemic, a lot of people gave up going to the gym, going out as much, you know, even just getting up to go shopping and, and buy your own groceries, right? We shifted our habits. And so this very sedentary lifestyle leads to a lymphatic system that's just stuck, and so I very deliberately exercise every morning and I built in park time at six o'clock every evening where I take the kids to the park and we move in nature, connecting to nature, but decompressing from the day. Um, I also became a yoga teacher in the last year for fun, nice. um, just doing my yoga teacher training for myself. And so my, my love of yoga has really supported me during this time because yoga is so detoxing. It rings out the organs of the body. So I consider that a huge investment in my immunity and my, you know, stress reduction as well. Um, then I think taking all the right supplements and supports, you know, I'm the turmeric girl. I love everyone taking turmeric and taking the best turmeric because I know that it's such a powerful antiviral, antibacterial and immune support. Um, and then it's about eating great food, like eating consciously with great superfoods in a timing and rhythm that really respects the digestive fire. In Ayurveda, we are obsessed with the digestive fire. And the more powerful that fire is, the better your metabolism, the stronger the immune system, and the stronger your whole, your whole constitution is against whatever's out there. So what do you mean by digestive fire? So in Ayurveda, we taught a concept and we teach a concept called Agni, that in this stomach of ours, we have a digestive fire. And that fire is to be honored and regarded. So 
For example, let's say before you eat, you had a glass of ice water. You're going to turn off your digestion, right? You're going to kind of flood the system with cold water. Those digestive enzymes can't rise and do their job in terms of processing your food. So in modern times, science has proven what Ayurveda always talked about. In modern science now, we talk about the gut microbiome connection, the importance of the microbiome, the diversity of it. Um, really looking at how we eat foods and their combinations and what that does. And so all of this was taught in Ayurveda, but our terminology for it is digestive fire. Nice. Yeah, I like that. And that makes sense. I think supporting that uh, the healthy eating. Uh, what kind of, of supplements are you focusing on in terms of, of optimizing your immunity as well? You mentioned a few of those, but I, I think in terms of just the overall nutritional kind of foundation, like what should we be focusing on to make sure is kind of like in that, like that, that habit of ritual every day? Well, I think there's certain things we take that are preventive, right? Like we take vitamin D. We know we need a certain level of vitamin D. I think it's so important to have your blood work done, whether you go to a functional medicine doctor who takes a deep dive into your nutritional panels, or you just go to the doctor to kind of know where you're at. It's good to know where your micronutrient levels are and your mineral levels. Um, For me on a daily basis, I take my turmeric. So I take my turmeric gold. I take a great probiotic. I take um, different teas that support my body throughout the day. Um, I have a formula I built called Immune Booster that I love because it kind of gives you that coverage of B-complex and C and D and omega and all those things that we need. Um, And truly, it's about living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle overall. I consider living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle our investment in having a vibrant immune system. Because when we're inflamed and we have that chronic low-grade persistent inflammation, which is common, then we're kind of creating these intersections where the lymphatic system and immune system can't do what they need to do. And so really dropping inflammation in the body is the key. And so what what do you think is the best way to to do that? Um, Number one is take your turmeric. My whole PhD (laughs) dissertation was on turmeric. So it's like my go-to in life. I'm obsessed with it. Um, Ginger is another powerful way. So even incorporating ginger lemon tea first thing in the morning or a shot of aloe vera juice in the morning first thing is a way to get that digestive fire moving, get the system moving, wake up your system before you start to eat any foods. Um, Giving up inflammatory foods is really big if you wanna reduce inflammation. So reducing consumption of sugar, alcohol, um, gluten, dairy, or meat, you don't have to give them all up at the same time, but testing for yourself on a two week basis, if giving up one of those foods is inflammatory to you, can be really powerful. Your body is going to tell you if that food supports you or doesn't. And one of the things that I discuss a lot in this podcast that comes up quite a bit with my guests as well has to do with just the high achiever lifestyle that results in a lot of stress. And I'm curious in terms of, it sounds like your daily habits are really addressing that already, but what do you think are some of the best ways that we can kind of approach our days with a, like a stress reduction mentality? Well, as an entrepreneur, you know, it's it's a lot. It, just living a, a normal daily life, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working, whether you're a parent or not, whether you're a caretaker of your family or not, I find that our modern day lifestyle is already so stressful and it's taking such an impact on the body. And stress is a leading cause of disease. And so my intention was when I did embark on um, my project, my business, my supplement company, I really wanted to do so without causing massive harm to my health without burning out. And so I wake up in the morning and I have meditation 
And like I said, ginger lemon tea, aloe vera juice, self-care habits. And I think of them as self-care. I think, wow, I'm doing something good for my health. Then I start the day and then I have a pause usually around 10. I'll have my protein shake. I'll have my tea. That will be another self-care moment. I work out most mornings. I go to the gym at 8.30 before I start my day. That's an investment in having a strong immune system, reducing stress. Because when you go to the gym and you do that cardio, you're releasing so much of the stress in your body and filling yourself with the happy hormones. Um, Then lunch, eating lunch on time, but pausing for lunch. Um, It's so easy to work right through lunch and not pay attention to what you're eating. So even just pausing for that five minutes is you acknowledging that, hey, I want to eat good food. I want to put this in my body and be my healthiest and strongest. And then I teach something called tea time is me time. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Tea time is me time is you making a cup of tea for yourself, pausing, drinking the tea, and calibrating, like it's a recalibration, and asking yourself the question, how do I feel right now? Am I hungry? Have I set up my day so that I'm actually supporting myself and eating well and hydrating? What do I need right now? And just asking yourself that question can be very powerful because your body will tell you some answers. It'll say, "Uh, I don't feel good. Can you take some supplements? Uh, I'm hungry. Are you planning to feed me today? Or you can stave off like headaches and burnout, I think, purely through stopping in your day and having those self-care calibration moments with tea. Yeah, I definitely agree. Those moments of pause are, are definitely important. And one thing that I have noticed, and this, I've been working from home for the last uh, seven years, and I have noticed a really big shift in how my day flowed when I went from working in an office to working by myself at home most of the time. And a lot of the you know, listeners have made that shift as well because of the pandemic, and there's a lot more time at home. How do you approach that kind of a of a work lifestyle where you're trying to, let's say, incorporate those boundaries and those habits, but also realizing that your, your kitchen is 20 feet away where it used to be much further? Like, how does that play out in terms of having these like healthier rhythms and habits throughout the day? Well, I think one big way is not having junk food at home, you know? Uh, if if there's temptation in front of you, it's going to be that much harder to avoid it. And for me, I have so many, um, I guess, guardrails around my health. I know what my goals are. I know what season I'm in. Certain seasons I'm on point and lifting heavier and focused and taking protein in the right timings and quantities. And then there's certain seasons like the holidays where I kick back a little bit and enjoy and drop into maintenance mode. So working from home was a huge shift. And I am so glad I moved back to my office because there's more structure when you Mm. go to an office. Um, From home, I just follow the same rhythm, the same timing. And what I have found is that two, three o'clock time frame, that afternoon snacking time is definitely the worst because you have unlimited access (laughs) to your whole entire pantry. You're bored, you're hungry. Maybe you ate too healthy of a lunch and you're craving something. Um, And so I've just tried to make a really concerted effort to use tea and a snack. And I'll kind of think of it in advance or I'll find ways to make that snack more satiating um, so I'm better supported going into a healthy dinner. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, in terms of snacks, that's an interesting one too. I know a lot of people when they have, let's say, like the afternoon slump or they feel like you know their day has reached a kind of a lower point. Do you have certain foods or snacks or teas you lean on to help you kind of like to work through those time periods? Or do you take kind of the opposite approach as I've seen before, where someone like, you know, take up a, a pause for like, you know, a 10 minute power nap or that sort of thing to help recharge? Like, how do you approach that kind of that, that dip in the day? You know, sometimes I do take a full reset. So sometimes I'll get home from picking up the kids and the workout was so hard. The day was so rough. The lunch was too healthy and light. And I will literally get in my pajamas and get in bed and mm. take a power nap because my body needs it. Like there's there's no more gas left in the tank. So you have to do something. Um, if that's not happening, if it's a normal day, um, I do pause and have tea and I have certain snacks that are my go-to, whether it's an apple with almond butter. I love um, gluten-free cinnamon raisin toast with almond butter. Out of the teas, I love carrying peppermint tea on me at all times because it has a very cooling effect on the body and on the stomach. So if you eat something irritating, it supports. Uh, my favorite tea on earth is green jasmine tea, and I'm developing my own green jasmine right now. So green jasmine tea is my favorite with honey. So I have that at least three times a day. And I'll just find a snack that will support me. I find that sometimes we're trying to be healthy and we're actually shooting ourselves in the foot because we're eating too light. We're not eating healthy fats. So I've started incorporating more pistachios, more walnuts, more hemp seed. And that's so satiating that you're satisfied. And then that is your recharge before you continue on with your day. So how much tea do you drink per day? You mentioned you drink, uh, you know, three times a day with jasmine tea. It sounds like you're drinking tea constantly. So how much, what's going on here? (laughs) I am. People laugh when they hang out with me for a full day. Like if I show up at a retreat or workshop, they're like, do you just realize how much tea you just consumed? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm super weird like that. Um, I wake up and I have my first green jasmine at 7.30 as I drive the children to school. I get back from the gym and I have my protein shake at tea at 10. Sometimes I'll have a peppermint tea or ginger tea with lunch if if it's easy. Uh, At 3 o'clock is high tea. So I have proper green jasmine tea then, of course. Um, If I need a pick-me-up, let's say I'm going out for a networking event or a dinner, I will have a 6 o'clock tea but that could interrupt your sleep. So you have to watch it. You have to try to keep that green tea a bit early. And then I always have my own deep sleep tea at night because I want to ease into sleep, have my stomach settled. So, and then if I ever just need a pick me up, I'll add a peppermint tea in there for hydration. That is a lot of tea, but it sounds good. Uh, are, are these all like low caffeine teas? Like you mentioned green tea is most of these. Is that, do you lean on like a green tea as opposed to a black tea? 
Yeah, black tea has more caffeine and I never really built a taste for it, but I think black tea is wonderful. I know most people drink coffee and I think coffee is fine too. Um, but coffee, of course, you do have to cut your time off with that by about two, two, three o'clock because it will affect your sleep. So I find that green tea is delicious. It has a light amount of caffeine. So it's giving you that support to be awake and alert and, and ready to go and energized, but it's not bad for you. And I just developed a new tea called metabolism tea. So I put in matcha, I put in jemima that turns off the tongue's cravings for carbs and sugar. I put turmeric to reduce the inflammation. Um, so I'm always, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I said to my partner in my company, I said, one day I just want to own a tea company. <laughs> and I didn't ever imagine that I would embark on that journey, but I have. So, so for me, now that I, I love tea so much, it's cool to kind of develop my own to change the world with. Yeah, certainly. That's fantastic stuff. Um, what else are we missing in this conversation about immunity? I feel like we've hit on a lot of big things, but is there anything specific you want to make sure our listeners kind of take away from this idea of, of really optimizing their health? Yeah, you know, I think health is a decision we make to focus on. And most people are living in a state of false wellness. We are in our comfort zone. We feel fine. We don't have any specific symptoms that would send us running to a doctor. So we assume we're fine. But what I've learned is the majority of people, especially here in the U.S. or in the West, have a diet that leads us to being inflamed. And so I invite everyone to really look at their bodies and look at their immune system as being tied to inflammation and then making shifts to being less inflamed. Because I find that if you can do that, all of a sudden the body starts to shift. Like I taught my program last month and the women are messaging me. They're like, I lost 10 pounds. I lost 15 pounds. I don't understand. And I told them our focus wasn't weight loss but your body is now dropping into its ideal weight and its homeostasis where it's happiest. So I think we all have that opportunity to use stress reduction, reducing inflammation, reducing sugar in those inflammatory foods, and really supporting the body from the ground up. And it's more important than ever. We're living in a time period where if you're not guarding your immune system and calibrating to it on a daily basis, you could be in real trouble. Um, so I consider guarding and protecting and loving my immune system, my daily job. And then if I encounter someone who's not feeling well, then it's also important to have like a mindful medicine chest or an organic, healthy food-based pharmacy at home that you turn to to quickly put the guardrails up higher on your immune system and protect yourself from things. So you can just fight it off quickly and keep moving. I mean, it really sounds like all of this is based in this idea of like self-awareness, like understanding where your body is and being able to pivot, which sounds like you've been able to do really well. And I'm curious for those who maybe don't have that high awareness, like how do you shift to a state where you know like where you are and then what the next move to make would be? So one way to get that self-awareness is knowing your body constitution. In Ayurveda, we teach something called your dosha. And once you know your dosha or your body constitution, if you are more of a fiery person, if you're more of a grounded, you know, there's kapha, vata, and pitta. There's these three constitutions. We're made up of them. So I teach that self-awareness because I want people to understand that if you have this body type, you can shift your whole day to manage that better. You can shift through your day. And one simple way is tea time. 
Like tea time is just a, a an anchor. You could call it lemon water. You could call it anything. But that tea time is that chance to sit and just check in with yourself. Literally ask yourself the question, how do I feel? What do I need? I ask myself, have I built my schedule to be supportive of myself today? And sometimes I'll look at my schedule and the truth is no. You can jam your schedule up so you don't get to hydrate, eat, go to the bathroom or move, right? Mm. And so really looking at that and starting to build in those, those breaks for yourself is the first step. Once you've built in those breaks, start taking them as a tea time or coffee break or hydration break and start to ask yourself the right questions. And your body will give you the answers. And the more you practice self-care and self-love, the bigger shifts you have in terms of your health, your priorities, and your whole life. I mean, it really sounds like what you're talking about is like designing your calendar with the health first, like really saying like when I you know look ahead to next week, the real question is not like, what are my goals in terms of my business or my career? It's well, how am I going to take care of myself next week? And that seems like if that's the foundation, then everything else falls into place. That's actually exactly how I do it. I sit down and look at my calendar and say, when, when am I working out? When am I doing self-care? When am I making the time to buy all the foods and teas and everything I need for my home? Okay, perfect. Now that that is blocked, now we build office hours on top. Now we build all the meetings and interviews and those things on top of that. And then how are we building in fun and joy and, and family and travel? Yeah, I love that. I, that's that seems like it's it's a countercultural approach in that sense. And most of us would say, you know, what hours I have to be at the office next week first. But you're saying it really is the opposite in, in the sense that if you really want that vibrant health you're talking about, that it has to be more intentional with, with your health being first. It does. We have such an opportunity to design our lives. I think we don't believe that we can. If I want to work more hours, I absolutely can. And, and I'm embarking on that. I just hired someone and we're building more office hours into life. But I said, well, I have to still make it to the gym. So this has to work around me as well. I can't sacrifice my health for my work, even if that means 5 a.m. workouts or 6 a.m. workouts. Something has to give where the vibrant health comes first, then this comes second. I love it. Now, Shafani, this has been fantastic stuff. I think our listeners are going to pull a lot from what you just discussed. I think mostly drinking a lot more tea. But uh, from that <laughs> perspective, I would love for them to dig into more of what you're working on now. So where can they learn more from you? So my website is fusionaryformulas.com. It's F-U-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y formulas.com. Or I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Dr. Shivani Gupta. Okay, perfect. All those links for listeners this week in the show notes page. But uh, Shivani, it's been wonderful once again. I, I took away a lot. And I'm definitely going to incorporate more tea in my own diet. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. And for that lovely action step this week, drink more tea. Seriously, tea is great. Shivani has set the bar high for healthy daily habits. So follow her lead. Create your own tea time every day to ensure you get the time you need to prioritize your health. JeffSanders.com slash 389 is the place to go to get the episode notes, including links, transcriptions, and more. That's all I've got for you on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early.
Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.